So hello there my beautiful bisexuals and welcome back to another episode of The Bee Agenda. Today we're going for a bit of a bilingual twist, um, sort of. I'm joined by lovely Cara, who like me, has been using her time in lockdown to learn Scottish Gaelic. So how are you Cara, or should I say Falche, Kimura, ha hu Cara? I'm going to end it there because I don't yeah. think my Gaelic <laughs> I had a feeling I would lose you there. My Gaelic's going fairly well. This is the first time where I've had to like do a little bit of a conversation with someone. Yeah, I've got no one yeah. to talk Gaelic too. So yeah, but um, the first thing I was actually going to talk to you about is what was like, your exposure to Gaelic like growing up, like prior to learning the language? Growing up, I would... The thing is, I've got the worst memory in the world. Growing up, I would hear little bits on the TV, but also most I would say is my dad is a very keen hiker. So it would be all the mountain names. Mm-hmm. Like trying to pronounce all these different Monroes that you tried to pull me up when I was a wee kid. Um, so yeah, that uh, not too much exposure, I would say, as a kid. Yeah, same here. Um, so I grew up in Aberdeen, where there's not like a big Gaelic speaking population there, and mm-hmm. there is a Gaelic school. And two boys that lived on the same street as me when I was very young, they went to it, but they never spoke Gaelic to us. Yeah. My exposure when I was very young was the Gaelic news was always on after the kids' TV shows when I was really young. It's probably going to be the same for me, but I just can't remember. <laughs> I have a really weird memory. Like, I can remember details from growing up. So the term Fiskarma, good afternoon, I'd always known that. Mm-hmm. Like, so when it came up in Duolingo, I'd actually recognised it from nice. the news. When there's only, like, five channels and you just sit there and watch the Gaelic news despite not knowing a single word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, my entire life I've lived with a Gaelic name. Um, my mum did explain to me when I was quite young, this is a Gaelic name, this is quite a traditional Scottish name. Um, mm-hmm. But I found out recently that I got lied to about my name. <laughs> <laughs> so my mum did say to me that the proper Gaelic spelling was M-H-O-R-E-G and they considered giving me that name beside right, they're just going to make it easier for me when I'm abroad to have a more anglicised name. And I've discovered recently that that's not actually the the truth yeah i just saw you asking about that earlier today yeah the, the sneaky h in gaelic once you learn the h though so much more things make sense but yeah that sneaky h and um, so my understanding so far is that if someone was speaking about me i am mm-hmm. morag but if someone's speaking to me i'm vorag or something yes. like that yes that's exactly it's like if you are addressing someone then the name Lenites, and that's when a sneaky H will pop in there. If if the name is spelt in a way that can add an H, because not everything will add an H, hmm. but mine does it. So if you're speaking about me, it's Cara. If you're like saying good morning, Cara, um, to me, it'd be Matinva Achara. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I find difficult about Gaelic learning it is the CH sound that the ugh, right yeah. in the back of the throat. Because um, growing up, my parents would give me into trouble because I wouldn't say loch mm. right. I would say just say lock. And they're like, right. no. <laughs> and I come from a village um, a village that has a CH in it. And I was just so lazy with it growing up. That's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about Gaelic. <laughs> is that because I am someone that is so <laughs> in, <how I> in <laughs> the Scotsness that I'm just like, yes, I finally have a good way to get a hit out. Um, so yeah, I've been told I have the lilt. My parents oh. keep telling me, you've got the lilt for Gaelic because of my oh. noises. I remember when I was in primary school, we read a book, and I cannot remember what on earth this book was called, but it was set somewhere in the Highlands. And it was the guy I went to visit, this young boy, and he made friends with his local girl, and they just described her as almost singing. As what? 
it's almost singing like trying to describe her right. guilty act oh yeah yeah because yeah. when you meet some people from the highlands it is very almost sing-songy yeah i don't think i'm sing-songy but <laughs> i just want <laughs> to make a noise Ugh. <laughs> my very first boyfriend was from harris and he couldn't actually speak Gaelic, but he when he spoke english with his native tongue it was very lilty it was very soft mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it stood out very quickly it was a very strong western Isles accent and that was actually when i was on holiday to harris um, and it was right in the south of harris that i heard gaelic being spoken in the shop mm-hmm. and i was a little bit surprised by it i knew gaelic kind of still existed but i still kind of double took when i heard it for the first time in real life i think because i've never been to the islands i still haven't heard people like just on a day-to-day basis hearing people mm-hmm. speak it I know, because yeah. I'm not really sure what happens in the Gallic schools, because there are Gallic schools, like, on the mainland. Mm-hmm. Glasgow has them as well. I'm not really sure what the setup is, if they don't speak any English. I imagine, because, like, if, for me in school, it was, like, you know, English was the language that was taught, taught, but then you also had French, so maybe mm-hmm. it was like that. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not sure. So what was it made that made you learn Gaelic in the first place? Hey, a few reasons. Initially, it was because I like singing. And I wanted um, to learn how to speak Gaelic so that I could sing in Gaelic. And the idea was to go off into the islands and just live in pubs <laughs> and sing all the time. And then the other reason is I had been to a talk at the Perth Museum with the guy who is the Gaelic consultant for Outlander. It was an amazing talk. He was talking about Gaelic in my area of Perthshire. And he has raised his children to speak Gaelic. Oh, Even wow. though he isn't a native Gaelic speaker, he's taught himself Gaelic and he raised his children to speak Gaelic and that's all that's spoken at home. And they actually go to the school in Glasgow. Okay. And so I had this idea that if I if I had children, I would really love to raise them with some Gaelic. Yes. So, yeah. I don't actually want kids, I'm quite sure on that, but something I would, if I did, and if maybe I got, like, say, a cat, um, <laughs> I'd probably give them a proper Gaelic name with the Gaelic yeah, spelling. I, I'm already thinking that, like... Most of my life, I've uh, like, oh, if I had a little, if I had a wee, a wee girl, like, my favourite name is always Willow, which mm. you definitely know where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I'm like, oh, well, look at these Gaelic names. It was a good Scottish mm. name. Yeah. I'm on the names module right now in Duolingo, and mm-hmm. I've discovered my new favourite name, and it's Lexi, but spelt the Gaelic spelt way. the Gaelic way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it when I seen it because my reasons for learning Gaelic I was very recently I was just in lockdown and mm. it was actually just because I seen some people speaking on Twitter just unapologetically like that's their native tongue or that's you know what they want to speak in yeah and I'm like I want to know what they're saying I want to know what people in the same country as me are saying like yes this is yeah. the other official language of the place I live yeah it seems weird that I wouldn't be able to speak it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a really nice kind of Gaelic community on Twitter I've found um, since learning, you know, I'm finding all these people. Um, there was, I just loved the Fort William drama. Did you see the <laughs> Fort William? <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, I loved it. And there was a, there's a few jokes and memes going around that's yeah. just, they're just in Gaelic. And I'm like, I want to know exactly what these say. And that's my motivation, being able to... <laughs> to get the memes. Yeah, to get the memes. To be able to like join this community and understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. there was a really niche joke that I could kind of just about see it was when what, her name is Michal- Kamala Harris she's going to be Joe Biden's um, oh, yeah, yeah. vice president and someone made a joke about Harris sorting out Lewis's mess but with Donald Trump in it because his mom's from Stornoway <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't see that 
and they spelt Lewis in like the Gaelic way. And I was like, yeah. bravo. That is <laughs> the name was primarily written in English. It was just the word Lewis. And I yeah. got it. And I'm like, that, bravo. Bravo, Yay. whoever made that. <laughs> yes. I think that's one of the things that's been great. You'll find it still with Duolingo. It's the comedy that they've put in it. I did French at school and I really, I wanted to learn another language, but I just didn't like the way it was taught in school. It never sat with me. I felt in school sometimes we just repeated phrases. That is exactly how I felt, yeah. I never really broke down the language. For Duolingo, I feel like I'm learning it in a way that feels like the way I've learned English as a native speaker, where Mm -hmm. you just begin to eventually notice little rules. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you begin to actually notice how sentences are structured. Like, I'm nowhere near being able to have a conversation in Gaelic, but I am beginning to notice little rules and how words go together without it even needing to be explained to me. You just eventually spot it. Nice. Yeah, I, I definitely felt the same with French in school. I, I'm not someone who does well in... I didn't do well in school, basically. If I don't see the reason why I should do something, I didn't do it. And so when they were teaching French and they were teaching me how to speak about my homework, I was like, I'm never going to go to France and speak about my homework. Like, so yeah, I was like, not doing French anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there were some things where you just felt, why am I learning this? But even on Duolingo, there's some um, phrases and stuff that have come up where I'm just, let's just plan to, like, marry into a Gaelic-speaking family. I don't see me using it. Like, hammer being orsed. When am I going to need that phrase? If I, <laughs> if I was going on holiday to the Western Isles and wanted to be polite in the shops and do the whole exchange in Gaelic, I'm not going to need to know how to say random household objects. Yeah. Unless I was buying a hammer for whatever reason. Yeah. But this is where my thing, like, I really want to try and be completely fluent and it, it mm-hmm. is really because of this if I if I ever get to have children it's really want to try and bring mm-hmm. some bilingualness into their lives from from the beginning. I consider myself slightly bilingual and only decided recently so um there was a documentary about the Scots language. Is it about is it the Alistair Heather yes. one? Yeah That's- I haven't I still haven't seen it but I really do want to see it yeah. My mum is very broad Aberdonian and she speaks Doric right. and mm-hmm. other people can't understand her. Even other people from other parts of Scotland, when she is in her na- like her natural tongue at home, they yeah. look at her with this confused look on her face. Yeah. And it's when I was watching that um, programme that they actually said that that can count as a second language. And now I kind yes. of view myself as was I raised in a bilingual household between standard English and yeah. Doric? Because I can't speak Doric, but I can understand someone speaking it. And me and my mum's conversations when we're not in public, it's, she's in Doric, I'm just what I'm like right now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I used to live in Sweden, and it used to be my excuse when they would ask me how to say or, or spell something. I'd be like, I don't speak English, I speak Scots. <laughs> don't ask me, I'm no good at English. It's not my first language. <laughs> Is there any other place you're using to learn Gaelic other than just Duolingo? Uh, yeah, it's actually, I didn't begin with Duolingo. I... Through going to that class, eh, not the class, the talk in Perth, I got the details of some people that run classes in my area. Mm-hmm. It was just like Perth, it was like not in my village, but the town next door, and it was a free beginner's class. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and so I got in, so basically I found these people on Twitter and I followed them, and the class wasn't ready yet. And then I happened to meet uh, Alex on a on a bus going to a particular march. Um, and then from there, I started going to classes. Um, the classes, I think, is why I maybe find it easier to speak, like mm-hmm. to have more conversational Gaelic than if you're just using Duolingo. Mm-hmm. I find, because my, my partner, he's using Duolingo. 
But if I try and speak to him, you just see him freeze up. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. But at the same time, I see him doing the Duolingo and he's getting them all right. Like, very rarely yeah. it wrong. So I know it's going in, but it's just the comfort in being able to speak it. For me, definitely, I think there's a confidence thing where I've been learning it solo and I've not had a chance to communicate with somebody who can speak it. So, like, I kind of update my parents and I, like, I say words to them, but they can't correct me if it's not quite right. Right. And they're not yeah. testing me by having replying in Gaelic where I've got to quickly think about it. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of stuff kind of, with what's going on in the world kind of eases down. I recommend anyone who's been enjoying it on Duolingo to go to a class, if you can find a class. Yeah, absolutely. I've been considering it. I know that Duolingo is never going to make maybe the level that I'd want to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably do need an actual person to sit down with me and just practice the actual conversation and also correct any pronunciation that I might not be getting right. Mm-hmm. I know that some of the pronunciation is probably not right. Yeah, it just takes a while to kind of get what the different letters, kind of what noises they're meant to make. <laughs> and then also one of the things that my teachers have been kind of, it's like often we'll have a question like, oh, well, why is it sometimes you pronounce that BH and sometimes you don't? And they're just like, ah, you just learn to recognize that word doesn't have it. You know, there's not as many, there's not really a lot of rules sometimes. Yeah, and the thing is, English has a lot of rules. And have I been capable of learning, all, not let's say all the rules of English language, but a lot of them, because I write a lot for my job, mm-hmm. I can learn the Gaelic rules. Yeah. I can get there eventually. To be honest, I mean, there's less letters in the alphabet. If anything, it should be easier. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's there's less frequent kind of uh, disposal of the of the rules than, than there is in English. Speaking about letters in the Gaelic alphabet, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you spell your name with a strack as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's the Gaelic way of spelling my name. Um, yeah. The K and then the A is the, the stack on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I only started using it back when I started learning Gaelic. My name my name came up very quickly because Morag's is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm putting it on. And I've been trying to speak to everybody to make sure it's on it, but it's not always on it. And people speak to me without it. And already after a few months, I'm getting really annoyed that my name is not <laughs> spelt right. And it's there's so many online systems that you can't use it on it. Like you, like a the Royal Mail postal system doesn't recognize <laughs> these things. It'll be like, oh, you need to use a Latin English thing. I'm like, Whoa. yeah. The BBC doesn't recognize it either. I put the BBC on my smart TV, and I mm-hmm. had to spell my name without it. <sighs> yeah, with the C isn't actually what my name is. Um, it's kind of funny. My whole life, I've been Cara with a K, and I've mm-hmm. been so proud of that K. And as soon as I started learning Gaelic, it doesn't have the letter K in the language. So I was like, okay, I'm a C. And it's like <laughs> the only way I've accepted my name being spelled with a C is in Gaelic. Actually, I was going to ask you something I was going to talk about for like me. Mm-hmm. So, um, Morag's a very traditional Scotch name, mm-hmm. and whenever I have seen Morag in the media. Aside from Marvel movies, it's always been when they need a Scottish character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there was a Morag in the first Harry Potter book, but she didn't make the film. She was in the sorting hat ceremony. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, but it stood out to me. I was like, Morag! And then she she's not in the film. Well, yeah, it's good. <laughs> if it was Cara, I would definitely remember it. But yeah. <laughs> um, and growing up, there was Morag the Highland Cow on kids' TV. Do you remember Morag the Highland Cow? No, I feel like, was there a cat? I thought maybe there was a cat called Morag. But like I said, you're going to remember things better than I am. There's definitely. And there was um, Katie Morag, the children's books. Right. Yeah, I I didn't have, no. 
But the thing is, Morag isn't an unusual name to me, and I don't know. And like, I'm not remembering any of those things, but um, I don't know. My friend once just, I used to live down with Sylvia, and my friend down there was just like, you're the most Scottish person I know, Cara. And I think it's just because of where I've grown up. I'm kind of in the hills a wee bit, and so, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Morag doesn't seem like an unusual name to me, but I had, I had noticed you saying that, that you never really got to see your name anywhere. Yeah, I've never really seen my name much, and even the minute I step into England, I have problems with it. Yeah. And it, Morag's still quite a straightforward name. It's not like it's got 10 letters or anything. Um, yeah, but I still yeah. have people look at me and like, what? when I was at uni, the international students, um, French and Spanish could really struggle with the R. Um, How did they about, But Morag, like, like R is not strong in Spanish, so they would always struggle. There was, um, I had a Spanish flat name in my second year. And when he met me and I said, oh, hi, I'm Morag, he just looked at me blankly. <laughs> <laughs> I still have trouble with like my name sometimes in Scotland and I'm like it's a Scottish name I yeah. shouldn't be having trouble with it because even um with me adding the strath on I wasn't like even other Scottish people aren't quite registering that no that's a very real spelling of my name that needs mm -hmm. to be there the only cat I can think of the top of my head in the famous world is Cara Delevingne oh, oh like a celebrity yeah yeah um... Yeah, growing up, I never saw a Cara. I'm a big nerd, so in Battlestar Galactica, um, the main female character is called Cara, and she's a badass. Mm. It's amazing. She's the best pilot. I'm like, yes. But yeah, growing up, I didn't meet a lot of Caras, especially not Caras with a K, but even Caras with a C. Really, very few of us. Um, there's actually a Morag in Star Trek, which I just remembered about, but it's not even a woman. It's Commander Morag was an officer in the Kingdom Defence Force during the late 24th century. <laughs> I've never seen Star Trek. It was um, a guy. What Star Trek is it? Because there's so much Star Trek. Is it, I'm not. I'm not into Star Trek. This was um someone I was seeing a few years ago. Oh, right. I just I was sent it to me and was just laughing. And I'm <laughs> images right now. It's Morag. It's got in brackets Klingon or Klingon. Oh, Klingon. You're a Klingon. Okay, cool. <laughs> Klingon <laughs> language. There's people that have learned the Klingon language. Uh, I think speaking Klingon would help speaking Gaelic with some of the noises. So is yeah. Klingon? Is that one of the ones that's on Duolingo? Oh, maybe it is. Because um, I did try and learn what's the Game of Thrones language of the dragons. Oh, Dothraki. Doth uh, no, it wasn't Dothraki. Oh no, the Dothraki is the people. Okay, I'm actually gonna look this up. There's fictional languages on Duolingo. High Valerian. Yes, that was it. I tried to learn that and it was ridiculous. And I just thought, you're never going to do this. Like, why would you want yeah. When I was a teenager, I tried to learn Elvish from uh, Lord of the Rings. It did not go well. I think it is fascinating, though, that these TV shows have proper languages. Like, they actually hire linguists yeah. to yeah. create a language. It's not just somebody sitting there just making noises. <laughs> I think it, the language as well, it's all very similar sounding to Gaelic, which is maybe why kind of taken to trying to learn Gaelic so well it's the only language I've ever properly tried to learn <laughs> I said I meant, was learning French in school mm -hmm. I have been using Duolingo for French and I preferred it to school yeah, yeah. I prefer everything to school so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I've checked on Duolingo now Hi Valerian and Klingon and Klingon yeah you, you know so there's also I love that there's actually some like languages that are quite at risk I've dipped into so many different languages over the course of um, lockdown, <laughs> but French and Gaelic are the two that I've stuck with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I tried to learn Hebrew, and that was just very, very difficult. I think it's uh, if you if you're doing too many and they all have too many different 
rules mm-hmm. and structures that's where maybe the struggle will be when you're in the yeah, beginning absolutely. of one but once you've kind of got one then I think it will make it easier to do others yeah I think that's the thing with French and Gaelic at same learning that at the same time they're not similar enough languages so I'm not going to get them confused and I know French enough because I did it at school so this is me like kind of picking it back up and yeah. progressing so it's not too confusing having French and Gaelic going at the same time yeah one of the things that with French that will help with Gaelic is because uh, in French um things are gendered mm-hmm. and so are things in Gaelic so if you've kind of gotten a bit used to that from French then it'll kind of help with Gaelic I'll be honest even in French I struggle with the gendered thing <laughs> yeah. most of my mistakes on French duolingo is when I get the wrong gender like I put on instead of un Gaelic this is where this h is coming in again that is where uh, the gendered thing really matters is because mm-hmm. if it is feminine then it has it, it adds little h's into certain words okay yeah. I wasn't 100% sure on what was going on there because I noticed that you could be more or you'd be vor for big. Yeah, it would depend on whether or not the the word before the more is feminine or not. Okay, so if, yeah. someone's, if, someone, if someone wanted to call me big morag, they would be like morag vor. Would that be right? Uh, I honestly don't. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I have no idea. Um... <laughs> I know the the easiest way that I can kind of think of the feminine masculine kind of H is the difference between if you were to say good morning, good afternoon, and good night. So matin va is good morning because matin morning is feminine, mm-hmm. whereas fesker ma good afternoon mm-hmm. fesker is masculine. So it doesn't sneak oh, okay. the in the ma. Um, That's really good. That's good to know. The obvious one. I'll get there in the end and um, but as you said like it's probably best to do like in-person um classes and I have considered doing that when everything opens back up again I've also been using Learn Gaelic online it's the website's really good um when I first looked years ago I was like ah, but they've really improved the, the website mm-hmm. I've been mainly using the dictionary to look up random mm-hmm. words yep. or even to pronoun- check my pronunciation of things yes yeah yeah that's what I've used it for as well with the lockdown happening, my in-person classes got moved onto Skype mm-hmm. and um, the person who's been running the classes, Yanagal, she uses a lot of Learn Gaelic stuff. So a lot of the time every week we'll get sent a link to Learn Gaelic and that's where we, we pick up our pronunciation before class. Actually on Learn Gaelic and the dictionary, that's where I went looking for some LGBT terms because yes. this is a bisexual podcast so we cannot talk about Gaelic without- <laughs> Trying her hand at pronouncing um, LGBT terms in Gaelic. So at the beginning of my Gaelic journey, um, I was very curious to know how to say bisexual. Mm-hmm. And yet Gaelic words have been created to cover the LGBT terminology. They're very, very close to the English ones. You can tell they're kind of coming off the bat. Yes. They're just kind of spelling it the Gaelic way kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think I need to tell you what gay or lesbach means. Yeah. But the word for bisexual, and I'm going to butcher this, right, is dahirshach. Does uh, uh, yeah, that was about yeah, yeah. I've got here because I went to I when you sent me that I went and uh, asked the person who's been teaching me Gaelic, and yeah, he said I would pronounce it da hiorsach, <laughs> da hiorsach. <laughs> I remember looking at it for the first time and thinking, great, gay and lesbach, straightforward. Really yeah, and then you look at da hiorsach, and I'm like, thanks. Thank you so much. Yes. That, that obviously meaning two. And I imagine yeah. if you're sex, probably sexual. 
Um, so what it kind of the direct translation is apparently means like it's kind of saying both sorts both kinds okay but then at the same time it's kind of used in a sexual sense because um for i've got the lgt terminology up here and i've never tried to pronounce trans Uh, my throat is too dry to try and pronounce the the gh at the beginning of that there's there's a really difficult sounds to make in gaelic that when you first begin you try and practice it and practice it and practice and i have not got it yet that's a difficult one um need to practice that one (laughs) tar yeah it's like it's like it's a it's described as being like a, a g but you don't connect your tongue to your mouth it's like a soft g noise I'm trying to like say G without my tongue, like G. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be a pronunciation for another day. Yeah. But I remember when I found Dach Yoshach, I had to sit there for a bit and be like, <sighs> trying to get it out of me. Yeah. Um, my goal to Gaelic is as long as someone could probably still understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not really looking to be fluent. I'm more looking to be capable of like going on holiday to the Highlands and West Niles area and being polite and go to the mm-hmm. shops and do it in mm-hmm. their native tongue rather than mine not expecting them to always speak english yeah. or you know just hanging about on twitter and be able to laugh at all the memes <laughs> that's my goal <laughs> all about the memes <laughs> if you if you have kids i'll come round and be like gaelic speaking aunt morag and like you just other <laughs> adult in the life that can kind of speak gaelic yes <laughs> yeah one of my best friends was just like oh i'm sorry good on your link i was like yes Come on, we need an auntie that might speak Gaelic. What's your favourite thing about the Gaelic language? Do you have any favourite words or phrases? Um, mm-hmm. One of my favourite words is uvasach. Okay. Um, so in Scotland, just when we're speaking kind of Scots-English, we kind of say something as offy good mm-hmm. or offy terrible. That offy is uvasach. So okay. you can say that something is um, it's awfully good you know it's like it's awful it can mean either good or bad and I just think it's really fun to say as well because when I've been um, working through the modules and the modules I really like is I like learning the word for food and I Mm -hmm. love learning the Gaelic um, pronunciation for place names so like Glasgow, Fifa, Dungey like I love knowing yeah what Scottish cities are yeah Gla- Glasgow's one of those ones that it's uh Gaelic being sneaky on you because they they sneakily there's an extra a that's in there that isn't actually in the word um so it like it looks like it should be like Glasgow but it's like Glasgow Glasgow yeah. there we go there's like a little Glasgow it's yeah I was practicing before I came on um but I've not 100% nailed my pronunciation of Aberdeen yet I think it's like Oberdean oh yeah um, they even try to spell that on Duolingo. I struggle with it. <laughs> um, but I do love, I think Lewis is pronounced about the same, just spelled completely different. Yeah, yeah. It's because um, one of my favourite words that I was laughing when I seen it was fantata for potato. Yes. I love potatoes. So I was just so excited <laughs> when I learned the word for potatoes. 
I've definitely found that a lot of the foods on the Duolingo course are the very stereotypical foods, which is to be expected. Because um, when I was learning French, it's croissant and pizza, like this kind of stuff yeah. you'd expect. But when I was doing food, there's not actually a lot of food come up that I would actually eat. But I can imagine it's the foods that people would eat if they were coming to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bread, cheese, butter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind of traditional sort of like, sort of like um, yeah. parlour food. I think Guga, Guga, they're obsessed with Guga and Duolingo. Yeah, so they are. And like, yeah, won't Guga, touch the Guga. <laughs> is the Guga salted gannet? Yes. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think I've had salted gannet in my life. No, I, and I don't ever plan to. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but I love um, Tagish as well. Tagish, yeah. Yeah. You, you can really hear where Haggis, the word Haggis came from. Because mm. so many of our words up here is just. Um, Kind of like people getting the Gaelic word wrong, um, like whiskey. Um, whiskey comes from ushka beha, ushka. Um, so yeah. But another word I really like that is just very straightforward. You don't learn it straight away. Is falcha. Falcha, yeah. And I think I just liked it because, like, I've seen it written down so many times because yes. it is there when you yeah. come over the border from England. It does say like falcha guelba, and I just love that to be yeah. able to say it and know what it means. There's a sign up this way in Pitlochery. Kuja Mila Falcha is on a sign up here in Pitlochery, and it's basically like a Kuja Mila, a thousand, a hundred thousand welcomes. There's one in Glasgow, a spot was out and about. It's actually a wee plaque on the ground in Glasgow Green. Uh huh. And I got excited when I seen it. I was out for a wee walk with my friend, and I was like, oh my god, there's some Gaelic in Glasgow. Yeah. Just out in the park. Glasgow's kind of a lot of Gaelic like it, a lot of people nowadays are maybe a bit like oh you know we never spoke Gaelic here but Glasgow really did Glasgow mm-hmm. had quite a lot of Gaelic history to it yeah because in terms of like um you know places never having really spoke Gaelic like in some way fair enough because I don't, still don't really consider Gaelic to be part of my personal culture I would consider mm-hmm. that to be more Doric but mm-hmm. it's still the other language of mm-hmm. Scotland and I'm not going to be weird about refusing to learn it yeah. or weird about having du- like bilingual signs mm-hmm. oh yeah the the argument with the bilingual signs being a waste of money as well um they only put the gallic on it when the sign is getting replaced so as if the sign's getting replaced anyway they go mm-hmm. yeah, put the gallic on it yeah because um don't quote me on this 100 percent, but um the whole fort william drama that was on um twitter not yeah. long ago i was reading that it was labor and lib dems that actually brought in the Gaelic street signs so when things were being replaced the Gaelic would go on it apparently it wasn't an S&P policy but then like unionists were like using it as like this yeah with yeah. the money argument when actually yeah. no it wasn't it's a, it's a problem that people trying to make out that it's an entirely SNP thing because it's, it's not um there's there's also been conservative MSPs that have been um part of trying to do stuff with the Gaelic language um and the less we politicize it the better Gaelic shouldn't be politicized because it's like it's just like to an extent, politicised in the sense that the government needs to do something to save it. Yeah. And I think in a way you can understand why it's being politicised based on the reasons why the language has disappeared. Treated and the way it was treated if you spoke it in schools and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, I turned on BBC Alba just to see if I could understand anything. I couldn't. But I was also noticing the quality of TV was mm-hmm. not great. There mm-hmm. was like something that looked like a soap that was clearly filmed in the 90s or something yeah um i don't know where it was set um and some people spoke english in it some characters were speaking gaelic and i'm like that, no wonder like yeah. like the bbc produces so many shows yeah 
why are they not putting more money into a Gaelic speaking like high quality Gaelic content because there's so much media in the English speaking world that I'm never going to get through it like I don't Mm -hmm. care if they take some of the budget out of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and put it towards Gaelic TV I'm not going to care about it it's hopefully something that's kind of changing the the boom of Gaelic with Duolingo I think has really shown just how many people want to learn at least some of the language yeah Um, absolutely there's definitely a a big drive towards trying to protect the language I think so Mm -hmm. hopefully it's all positive don't 100% quote me on this but I think there was actually an EU minority language law that was signed by the UK government and that was partially why you've seen some Gaelic stuff come in in Scotland right okay don't 100% quote me on that but I'm, I think I've read it somewhere but I think yeah. I read it on Twitter and I know not to trust that 100% yeah, yeah. but I did see that going on and it does make sense the idea that maybe the EU would have a protection for minority languages yeah it should do yeah yeah definitely should but you know what we're being pulled out yeah. Scotland's being pulled out of the EU but against her yes. will so we'll see, we'll see what happens with it and um, is there anything about learning Gaelic that you find quite difficult that weird G noise <laughs> that I mentioned. Um, that, that G noise is difficult. I've struggled a bit with the sentence structure because it is structured differently. Yeah, the sentence structure is different from English and it definitely catches me out. But then at the same time, my little brief moment in Sweden and learning a tiny little bit of Swedish helped because okay. it's similar structure. Oh, is it? I remember being in Sweden and being like, "What is that word behind that word?" And <laughs> that's the way it is in Gaelic. So, um, it only it didn't completely puzzle me, but it does still catch me out. Hmm. Because I tried to learn Swedish in lockdown. Swedish is one of the languages I actually didn't mind Swedish. I was kind of right. grasping it. It wasn't as difficult as people have always made it out to be. One of the fun things I found when I was learning Swedish is how many words were similar to me as a Scots speaker and so that was something that was really fun. I tried to learn Finnish as well and it was harder but more yes. fun. Fin- Finnish is a fun language. Yeah. The w- one word I can remember that I was laughing for days about Viking was Vikinky. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there for ages laughing about it. <laughs> Vikinky. I think Velo was wizard, and the the word for wizard wizard just kept coming up. I'm like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> Why here? are you learning about wizards so much? I just I loved it, but I decided to concentrate on French and Gaelic. There's yeah. only so much brain space I can give. Even in lockdown and on furlough, there's only so much time I have on my hands. Yes, definitely. Oh, also the weather. Oh the God, weather yeah. okay, yes, that is definitely what I found difficult. The weather module is horrendous. And I think I'm coming up to doing weather two. Oh, God. I've got another weather one coming up, and I'm just like, no. Um, yeah, weather is difficult. Really um, difficult. I'm looking. I'm on names right now, as I've mentioned. No, my we- weather two is quite far away from me. I'm kind of like, I'm in I'm in level two right now. I've passed checkpoint two. And I'm coming up to about halfway through, like, the second level. Right. I am in level four. Three, I think it is. Yeah, weather two is at the start of level three. Oh no! Wait, I'm in no, I'm in level two as well. Then I get confused as to whether or not you class that as level one. That's like before the little castle, or I'm not even sure if it technically is levels. I just say that there's checkpoints. Yeah, so I'm past checkpoint two. I haven't got to checkpoint three yet. I haven't tried. 
But yeah, I'm looking at that little weather too, and it's just like, no, I'm going to be stuck there for ages. Because I like that Duolingo kind of, um, it encourages you to go back and redo yeah. modules. Because I find that when I redo modules, that's when I begin to actually remember and it begins to really go in. Yeah. Where I can recognize the word out of context. But when you're practicing the words, that's uh, in the practice ones is where you get more of the spelling practice, I find. Mm -hmm. Like they'll say the word and then you just have to write it more in there. Mm -hmm. Like the, yeah. Yeah, because something I've been having when I've been learning Duolingo is I can, I've been moving through quite quickly, but I still find that in the real world, when I look at tweets, I'm recognizing words that I know I know, but outside of context, outside of Duolingo, outside yes. of the models, I'm like, yes. I can't remember it. But when I made a practice them again, again, eventually they go into me where I can see them outside of context. Yeah. I'm starting to get that it's all about the Twitter and just kind of being <laughs> like, right, okay, I've got five words, but I still can't figure out what the sentence is meant to be. Yeah? Um, my favorite um, Twitter account is Daily Gale, if yes. that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And sometimes it, it does tweet in Gaelic and I would just love yeah. to be able to read it because their tweets in English are so funny. Yeah, yeah. The independence from Scotland, the independent Republic of Barra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're one of the ones that posted a lot of the Fort William stuff as well. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Daily Gale, it's connected into the Scots word for Twitter account, which is connected into a podcast I've been listening to over lockdown on the Irish language. Called Mother Folklore. And I've been enjoying listening to that because actually we're going on massive tangents now. Um one thing that I began when I began like learning Gaelic, I began to kind of dip a little bit into Irish because mm -hmm. it's a similar language. I'm not planning to learn Irish, but I was just kind of like it made me more curious about the Irish language as well and Irish culture. Mm -hmm. And I have found out that in the Republic of Ireland, there's actually some jobs where you need to have Irish in like the public sector. Hmm. Which is really interesting because there's, no, there's not many jobs in Scotland where like, you need to be able to speak Gaelic. Yeah, but unless it's like, oh, you're going to be on the Gaelic TV. Yeah. And it was something I kind of like found, like I didn't realise that Ireland had protected Irish mm -hmm. a bit more. Whereas like, I knew Wales had protected Welsh. Right. I've, uh, I did speak to someone, um, you know, internet friends uh, in Ireland and she talked about how they did it in school for her. Um, she's about my age, yeah. She, they did it in school, but then past that, she's never really mm -hmm. used it, and so now she's trying to like pick it up again. One of the mother folklore episodes, um, had somebody who was from Northern Ireland, from Armagh, I think it was, mm -hmm. and um, she said that she did it until A level, but because she had no one to speak it with, especially now that she lives in London, she was like, yeah. "Who am I gonna talk to in it?" Yeah. And um, one of my one of my friends is from Northern Ireland, which is a slightly different situation, and she went to one of the more like non-denominational schools and she mm -hmm. never learned Irish because she said it was very much a Catholic school thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole Catholic Irish, Protestant British. Um, We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> but I was looking at it, but something I was jealous about was how many people I've met from Ireland who have Irish names that just unapologetically yes, have yeah. Irish names. And, you know, I don't meet that many people in Scotland that have an unapologetically ridiculous Gaelic name. Like, yeah, you'll have names that are a more anglicised Scottish mm -hmm. kind of sounding name. Because that's what I was learning on Duolingo with the names module. I was seeing some of the names that I'd always considered to be Scottish names, but I was actually seeing the Gaelic spelling, like Angus. Yes, yes, yeah. It's definitely something, like, because my, my surname that I have up on Twitter as well, um, whilst my surname is on my birth certificate, is a Scottish name, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's not spelt in, in the Gaelic way. Mm-hmm. My mum thought she was giving me the anglicised name, but she actually gave me the proper Gaelic. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to thank her now. I haven't actually told her yet. <laughs> mum, you actually made the right decision there. Apparently one of the, um, the doctors when I was very young did say, is it Morag with an H or without the H? Your actual given name should just be Morag without the H. Yeah. And then H if it's a gr- grammatical rule. I think the main name that we see that sneaky H is Mary. So if, if we think of Mary Black, you know, it's just got the H in there. But strict speaking, for Gaelic, it wouldn't have the H. We should tw- tweet her. <laughs> <laughs> Take no. your H out. Of it. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I remember a fun um, H fact with a Gaelic name. So you'll have been learning um, Seamus. Mm-hmm. The word, yeah. the, the word, the name James. And mm-hmm. uh, the name Hamish just comes from when the name Seamus has been lenighted to add an H in there. And so people just really like the sound of Seamus as Seamus, that just Hamish became a name. Oh, wow. And Hamish comes from James. I didn't know that. That is really actually interesting to know that. I don't meet many Hamishes. Uh, I have a, a, a past with a. I oh, do you? Yeah, well, we'll discuss, but yeah. <laughs> I will avoid the name Hamish for the rest of my life. But yeah. it's, it's one of these names that would just stand out to you, isn't it? Yes, but it's so very Scottishy. Yeah. I know, exactly. Like, imagine like anyone who's ever dated me, if they ever meet another Morag, they'll just be like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> meet many, so then they'll be like, ah. There she is. So before we round up, We've kind of have spoken about this, but just any final advice for anyone learning Gaelic or thinking of learning Gaelic? Um, definitely Duolingo is a really fun way to do it. And um, if you do, I, I didn't know this, but you can use Duolingo on a desktop and therefore get into the notes. And I think if, yeah, if you're using the notes, I think it makes more sense. And then when, you know, it's safe to be around humans definitely go to a class because the being able to speak in person is just so much it, it just gives you so much more confidence to try and learn to try and speak it I should say yeah absolutely I can imagine 100% and finally not on well actually, no, actually on the note of Gallica things so we're not even going off topic here is do you have anything you want to promote I oh, because my, my Gallic badges there we go, garlic yes. badges. <laughs> my Duolingo badges, yeah. Um, because the phrases you learn in Duolingo were so funny. I was like, right, mm-hmm. I want to practice my typography. And I made um, some button badge designs using mm-hmm. uh, the Gaelic from Duolingo. Um, so yeah, I run a, an online shop. Badges are nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. The shop is called Pure Dead Brilliant Store, which is a Scottishy name. And mostly I, I have it's enamel badges to do with um, the books about that wee boy wizard. Um, and I've got some Buffy. But yeah, the Gaelic stuff. I want to do more Gaelic stuff. I would love to see more Gaelic. I would. Yeah. I don't know. Are you ever going to take um, custom requests at any point? Custom. <laughs> <laughs> oh the, the lettering stuff takes a while. I was thinking of like, it would be really nice to do greeting cards. Just try and, because one of my main things with Gaelic is I want to try and do what I can to make it more visible. Like, mm-hmm. like I make sure when I say good morning, you know, I say Matin Va to my family, to my partner. Uh, I say good night. I say Oikiva. And so mm-hmm. I like the idea of like greetings cards, clothing, t-shirts, you know, just trying to do 
more Gaelic, uh-huh. so there's more Gaelic out there. So it's so that less people will call it a dead language because it's not a dead language. Yeah, I definitely think that's an important part of Gaelic survival is not yeah. just people learning it, but people the structural stuff and obviously like greeting cards are not quite you know like politics um Mm -hmm. but it's all just like that if you want to send a cute greeting card to somebody you don't have to do it in english yeah definitely um yeah when i whenever i write someone a birthday card right now it always says happy (laughs) birthday to you in in gaelic as well so Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was um on Etsy um I was looking into Doric stuff as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially for like family like Christmas and weddings and stuff yeah I actually as well um because I do a lot of stuff uh, to do with Harry Potter um I've been getting the Scots versions of the Hogwarts houses and I've also <laughs> got kind of a, a Gaelic version of the Hogwarts houses so I was going to do something with that um, okay, can I ask you about Scots Gaelic? Because this came up on the Mo- Mother Folklore podcast about the Irish language. When they translate it into Irish, the, the the theme park was already coming or something like that, so they trademarked the houses. So it meant that in Irish, they had to keep calling it Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, and they also right, had, to, okay. they had to use the plurals in the English way. Whereas in Irish, you don't just shove an S onto the end of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, and uh, this is where the it's the same in Gaelic. Um, plurals you don't just shove an S on the end of things. Um, the word kind of changes a wee bit, but that's where Swedish helped because th- that happened in Swedish as well. They the well they're not really official um names for the Hogwarts <laughs> houses. Um, there's a guy Michael Burr. Um, I think that's how you say his name. I might have got that wrong. Um, but he he initially they'd been looking to do a Scots Gaelic version of at least the first book mm-hmm. and so when he was looking to maybe do that job for them um, he had to come up with some suggestions for some translation bits in it and they were the ones that he kind of came up with um, so okay. he's kind of given me them to, to play with that's interesting but it's interesting how like much effort has to go into like translating books yeah yeah especially when there's trademarks yes absolutely yeah. ignore that no ignore them let's uh anything that um doesn't give them money so yeah yeah it doesn't give that person we've mentioned that that not the person um we just mentioned harry potter and that yeah. just came out of nowhere no one wrote it it just, um, yeah. <laughs> just came out of thin air um i will probably have to put a slight content warning on this when i promote right. it just, like, yeah definitely. Just, there is some harry potter mentions but not the person not that we don't like that person no, anymore. We do not like that person at all. It was such a shame because growing up, I found the world of Harry Potter to be somewhere of acceptance, which was good for a little bisexual me. Yeah, exactly. Now the person who wrote it is now just pissing all over everything. Yeah, yeah as I've seen, because I listen to a lot of podcasts to do with that world as well, and I think the main thing is uh, if you need to step away from that world for yourself and for your own mental health and absolutely do it mm-hmm. um, absolutely yeah okay so we're going to write up now because we're at 52 minutes <laughs> but um i have put little links in the bio to car social media so you can give her a wee a wee follow and you can try speaking to her in gaelic yes maybe not and then me. i will do transit because i can't i'm not fluent <laughs> we'll do we'll do another episode like a year's time and we'll see where we're at we'll try and do a bunch of it in gaelic yeah, we'll try and do like a Gaelic episode in a year's time and see exactly where we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's me about to round up. And so thank you for listening and sweet dreams, my bisexual beauties. <laughs> <laughs>